Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio. On today's show, can the Chiefs score against the stingy Denver defense? KU and MU gear up for the border war, and will Juju ever return to midseason form? Special guests include Pete Sweeney at 11, Andy Reid live at 1. Now two guys about to find out what Pepsi mixed with breast milk tastes like. Cody Tap and Alex Gold. See why? Why do you? Why you got? Why'd do you that? make it weird? It's just yeah. regular milk. We we mentioned it during Trash of the Day yesterday. There's a TikTok trend and also a marketing campaign with Pepsi and Lindsay Lohan called Hilk Pepsi and Milk. Oh, I'm. That's my bad. I honestly was not trying to be weird. I. Uh-huh. I he thought missed. it was Bilk. No. He got it confused. No. no, I thought I thought that was the whole thing about why it was Trash of the Day was because it was breast milk. No. No. Regular milk, I mean, it can be 2% or whatever. That's Are what you less, you would have been more likely to try it if it were breast milk? What's the lactose co- oh, to content gosh, between no. the two? Uh, yeah, we don't want to get into that, but <laughs> I would have been as equally likely to try it. So during, I'm not so close-minded. During the trash of the day today, <laughs> we will try milk. It's half Pepsi, half milk. I, I have, uh, what we got? Two percent milk. The last time we did one of these, it was awful. Well, it's the vinegar and Coca Cola. So we have two percent milk, and then I bought Nick some special milk that's lactose free. Lactose free, man. Thank you. He wanted almond milk, and I said, "No, you're still getting milk. It's just gonna regular milk, but lactose free." I've never had this. I've never had lactose free milk. I'm surprised. It's gonna somehow ruin his guts. Still, anyway. No, he said he's allergic to lactose. No, it's the lactose, man. It's the sugar enzymes, bro. If that's all he's allergic to, then he's good. We'll be good to go. So we'll do that a little bit later on. It is a Red Friday, and it's a Friday edition of the show. So, honestly, who knows what the hell is going to happen over the next four hours. There's always something on a Friday. Anything's we, that, possible. That's what's great. We, we sometimes don't know what the heck's going to happen. We will talk with Pete Sweeney. I knew that's going to happen coming up at 11 o'clock. We'll get his thoughts on the Chiefs and Broncos. And that is, that's the thing. This game on Sunday, I think in the past, or if it was three or four weeks ago, you could have maybe talked yourself into the fact that maybe this is a a letdown spot, the trap game, whatever you want to call it. But considering it's December, this team's coming off a loss to Cincinnati, and you still don't have the division fully wrapped up, but you can with a win and a Chargers loss, and couple it with what we know the Chiefs are still trying to do and what they likely have to do, which is what? Win out to get the number one seed. That all comes together to where I I don't know how much they're going to win by on Sunday, if they're going to cover the nine and a half points. But I don't think we're going to be talking on Monday like, man, uh, we should have saw the trap game coming. Like, no, it's a really good defense that the Broncos have. It's a divisional game, uh, but the Chiefs will be up for this game on Sunday. I'll say this. It has the makings of a trap game. 
Like, if you're asking all the perfect storm things that required for that, divisional games, road divisional games, hell of a start. Road divisional games against a team massively underperforming, another start. A team that you have completely owned. This is one of the longest win- winning streaks against a divisional opponent in NFL history. Hell, if the Chiefs win this weekend and the Chargers win, seven straight AFC West titles will be the second most in NFL history. Those things always usually lead to one road. The beginning of a trap game. The problem I have is Denver scores so little, I have a hard time envisioning a world in which they're capable of winning. Like, what would have to happen? And to me, it's like comedy of errors stuff, right? Like, that's what it would have to be. Like, how many mistakes would the Chiefs have to make in order for Denver to win this game? That's where I kind of See, I don't I don't even know if I agree that like it has the making, like even would have the typical makings of it. Like, I, I think... Divisional game automatically a lot of times takes away the trap game element. I don't I don't know how many times I I look at divisional games. For Andy, maybe. Yeah, yeah, because of the you just mentioned they have a chance to win their seventh straight. They focus in on these divisional games more. You know, in the off season, we know how much time they spend on their divisional opponents. I think if it was, you know, uh, well next week, right? The Texans, right? You know, one win team and. That probably has more of the making. They're also so bad. Again, it doesn't (laughs) feel like you can qualify. I, I think the fact that they have the one seed still out there in front of them really helped. If you told me already that we knew the chiefs couldn't get the one seed and it was like, wow, they're pretty much already locked. If there was a game and they're already locked into the two seed and they already had won the division and there's really quote unquote, nothing to play for. That's to me, what would have been scarier or if it was week three of the season. And then it's right before a big well, game against Buffalo. It's like this, because of the point of this, this would be a thousand times worse than losing to the Colts. <laughs> Considering everything that you know, now a thousand times worse. The Colts might be a worse team because they don't have a dominant unit like the Denver Broncos do on defense, but this would be so much worse than losing to them for so many reasons. The time in which it is in the season, the fact that you can lock up the division, the knowing that you have to win out in order to get the one seed, how bad the Broncos have looked, like just that in its own right. Because anytime you see a team and you are like, they're so comically bad on one area of the football it, one area of the game, it's hard to imagine that there's something in there. I guess I'm not panicked that there's some big letdown coming. I just hate road divisional games because that's what offers this level of, I don't know what's going to happen. That's where weird things are. So you ner- not, are you a little nervous for the game? More nervous for this game than, uh, than let's see, maybe any other the rest of the way. Yeah, oh, the rest of the way. Okay. Yeah, the rest of the way. I would you say think this game for pro- Seattle will just be up for because it's well, Seattle. Well, Seattle. Or? Well, they're at home. Okay. I, I think that that plays a big factor in there. They got a couple of weeks. They'll be coming off the Texans game. They got plenty of time to prepare. I'm not going to worry about a road game against the Raiders, who the Raiders now, which we can get to in a minute, will be playing for absolutely right. nothing. Now they're not even like going to sneak into the playoff spot. They'll only be playing to ruin the chiefs chance at the number one seat. And Miami did that a few years ago with Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Patriots that eventually assisted the chiefs as well. So I'm not saying it can't happen or teams can't do that, but I'm not going to panic about that one yet. So at the moment, yeah, they're not losing to the Broncos at home. I don't think they're losing to Seattle at home. The Texans are awful. So of the remaining schedule, this is the scariest game. I know it sounds silly because Denver, it's hard to take them serious. Mm. They are in close games. Can't we at least admit that? They are in close games, and the Chiefs typically, as we know, they don't blow a t- blow teams out very much. So if that's what you if that's what you want to put together for it, I just it 
it'll be closer than people think, but I'm not really stressed out about this one on Sunday, no. You're just sitting around I was cracking your knuckles. Heading into that Colts game, I didn't pick the yeah, Colts. Yeah, you were worried about that. The Colts the, have also had their number yeah, of the years. I didn't pick the Colts to win that game, but I said, oh, this, thing, this thing makes me a little bit nervous. This thing scares me a bit. Uh, that was my feeling heading into the Colts game. I don't, I don't have that same vibe for this one because, again, you're coming off a loss against Cincy, and I do think in a way sometimes that can refocus you, and they know what they have in front of them. I mean, they if they win out, there's a good chance they still get the one seed knowing what Buffalo has on their schedule still to come. So we'll get into that with Pete Sweeney again coming up at 11 o'clock or so. Tomorrow, though, there is a pretty big basketball game happening. You guys happening. must be nervous. What do you mean? The KU-MU game, one of these two teams is undefeated. It's Missouri. They are. You're playing in their building. They just ducked you in a bowl game. Think about all oh. the things that this has on the line. Just why ducked would, you in a bowl game, big home that, game. Why would Biggest that be game nervous? Missouri basketball's played in 10 years. Why would that be nerve-wracking, though? Because I'm with you that I think it adds to it. The bowl game stuff in a weird way helps with the game tomorrow because that obviously got people fired up a week or so ago with Missouri Duck. Because this KU. could be the return of like, Missouri basketball. The return. Beating Kansas. The return. Beating the return a top to 10 what? ranked Kansas the re- team. The return in their to relevancy. Building. The return to relevancy. What? They weren't relevant for a long time. Okay. Still not relevant currently. But if they beat Kansas, they are right. Isn't it yes. that simple? Yes. If they beat Kansas, a top 10 ranked team in their building. They are relevant again. They will be undefeated with a win against their biggest rival in their home building. They'll have a top 25 ranking next to their name. Everyone will know that they're heading towards a tournament berth. This like Missouri can bring itself back to relevant in a single game because of the opponent against Kansas. Yeah, I actually, as much as I would probably call in sick on Monday, if this does happen, uh, I have to agree. Sick? I have to agree. Yeah, you're I'm saying not. you will not be here. Is that it? You will not be here on Monday <laughs> if, if Kansas, Kansas, loses, if to Kansas loses to Missouri. I'm going to find the tallest bridge in Kansas City. Let's just put wow. it that way. Ooh, yeah. that's I, so bleak. I yeah. think. Well, for Missouri, what you're saying, like that, that it's, it is absolutely massive in terms of the the narrative that can shift around their basketball program. I don't. I don't disagree. You seem with that. so down on it. But I, I am I alone? I don't feel like there's a ton of buzz around the game. We know like a year ago was there was a 10 year, you know, 12 years, I guess. Right. Separation between they last played, unless you count the, the charity game that they did play um, at team or sprint center. Now T-Mobile center. I, I don't feel like it has as much buzz as you would hope around this. And look, I'm going to watch the game tomorrow. I'll be ready for it. I'm sure I'll end up putting a bet down. I haven't seen the opening line come out yet. So I'm curious. I'm actually really curious to see. But bets are the games you have to put stuff on. So you care more. You should care about this game. Adding, shouldn't you? Oh, I'm going to bet on the game. You just know that. Come on now. I'm, I'm going like, to. As big but of a deal as we made I, about Kansas and Missouri in the bowl game stuff. Yeah. It feels like this game between two teams that only have one loss between them should have juice. I don't disagree. I'm just truly asking the question. Am I alone? that it doesn't feel like it's having a whole lot of buzz going into it. It's hard. Cause if I asked you, I think, yeah. And, but then Carrington yesterday in the office was talking about, he says it's a jillion yeah. dollars he to get into me, the game. He told me 10 out of 10 excitement. 10 level. out of 10. He, he, he thinks it, he it's going? the biggest game in the history of the arena. Is he going? Yeah. Okay. Where are you at? Out of 10, seven, Okay, that's, that's pretty high. That's higher than what your you said. No buzz. Seven's your, pretty buzz. That's buzzy. Would suggest your attitude was suggesting you were at like a four. Yeah, I guess. Where are you at, Nick? I'll tell you what. Here's what it is, and I think here's what go. I'm currently right now. I'm at uh, probably eight and a half. Yesterday, You're at I, eight and a half. Yesterday, I was probably at a seven. 
Like, it's been gradually building all week, and I think the product of that is that the Chiefs just played a game. We're mm-hmm. talking, it's football season. Yes. This is a mid December basketball game, and for 99% of the college basketball audience, they don't care about anything that doesn't happen in the month Same. of March. Like, I don't, I don't care, well, especially December, November. Like, that is a completely useless time to watch college basketball. I have no interest in it. But at least for MU and KU, I do. Yeah. No, especially because locally, MU yeah, sure. is undefeated. Like, if MU were coming into this thing sitting 5-5 five and five and had lost to whichever team we bet on for the first one of the first few weeks of college basketball. I'm glad you brought that up because out of the, they're undefeated. they've played just the gauntlet of a schedule there for those Missouri Tigers. It is I sent some sarcasm for you. It has been an absolute. What's their best win? It has been an Wichita absolute State. gauntlet for those Missouri Tigers so far to get that undefeated record. I mean, when you got to go up against Lindenwood. What's your, what's your favorite win of the year, Gold, I, for Mizzou? Um, it's between Southern Indiana or Lindenwood or <laughs> SIU Edwardsville or Mississippi Valley State. Well, don't um, sleep on Houston Christian. I, th- I feel like you're not giving them did nearly I, enough credit. Coastal, what kind of schedule is this? Did I mention Coastal Carolina uh, yet? I'll tell you, Cody. Their schedule, according to Ken Palm, ranks 361st, or excuse me, 351st in the country. There are 363 teams. Where does Kansas's rank? Because if I t- start telling you that they beat Southern Utah and Texas Southern, you aren't blown away. They, well, also, they also beat Duke. They also beat Duke. They play the school called Have you Duke. Heard of them? They've, they've yeah, but they also beat Pittsburgh schedule, State in Omaha. Their schedule ranks 72nd. Okay, so it's soft. It's just not <laughs> soft. They're in the top. 20% of the country. Hold on. We don't care about teams ranked 200th in schedule difficulty. Cody, this is how... Okay, let me... Let me uh, I guess I'm going to explain college basketball to you. So, non-con... Where's UMKC right? Yeah, non-con... <laughs> here's what happens. Non-con, ranks. the Power 5 schools are in gear up for conference season mode, so they don't play Murderer's Row. But once we get to the end of the season and you've played a full conference slate, those numbers will move a little bit. The teams who have the hardest schedules are all of those teams that get to play Kansas and Duke, teams who do the bye games. So I'm dead serious. Like, they haven't played anybody. But you are correct on this, Cody. If they beat Kansas, then who gives a damn? Because then they would have said they beat Kansas. Yeah, their schedule won't matter. Now, if they lose, it'll just factor in again. Like, okay, that was fraudulent before because they didn't play anybody. But they beat Kansas, then all the schools I just mentioned, Cody, that they played, you're right. that, That won't matter one bit. Who cares that their schedule was soft? If they beat Kansas, then it then it it doesn't matter. If they lose, uh, then it's like, well, okay, yeah, they the product. Well, of it depends. If they lose that. by three, then we're not going to still be like, well, that schedule's soft because you're not going to feel I like mean, if I they play go a really vi- close. We're go moral victories now. That's where it's not, coming. Not this moral rivalry. victories. Not moral victories. I just don't think you can like dunk on their schedule if their only loss is a three point home loss to Kansas. It's reasonable yeah. to lose I, to Kansas. I, the, the, the game tomorrow. I wonder what the line's going to be because you're right. They're undefeated, but we just went through the schedule. Kansas will be favored by what? Uh, five and a half. I guess I would assume that it's more than four that. and a half, five um, and a half. I'll be really interested. It'll probably come out during the show today. Uh, someone from the text line says, you just got to beat the, the, that you play who they put in front of you, except in college basketball, it doesn't really apply. They actually pick their schedule in college basketball for non-con. It's not like, it's not like other sports where it's like, you're well, right. they, you know what? They, they, they might have they thought some pick. of those teams are going to be Let better. They actually do pick their schedule though, in college <laughs> basketball. Let me ask you this. You're separated enough from KU at this point where you feel more like a fan than someone who covers the team, right? Because you're not covering separate. them on oh. a daily. Yeah, but yeah, because from like, this, like from the, the show's perspective, yeah. I know you're a Chiefs fan, but like you cover them so much that it's a little bit different, right? The closer you, this, you get to it, I've pro- told Cody this before. Like my deep down, like live and dying by KU is way less now than it ever used to be, though. Why do you think that is? Because 
I'm not as into college sports as I was probably when I was in college. Like, honestly, so how would you feel if if KU loses on Saturday? Like jumping off a bridge, like Nick said. I will not be. I will not be. Doing, I didn't say jumping off a bridge. I just said I'm going to find a tall bridge and stare longingly. It's not going to have a decision to make. Fifteen year old me, it would have ruined the rest of my weekend. Uh, I'll be just fine if they lose. Yeah, That's but there's no there's like, no the team difference. that. Can but then ruin you know your you're going to come in here on Monday and Carrington's going to say. Raise your hand no, well, if your team's undefeated. Has, like, you know he's going to do he that He did it to, to me two days ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll, 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 end, that'll end very quick. Yeah, listen, I uh, I think the anticipation will will definitely ramp up today, and then once it hits tomorrow and there's no other sporting events on, like that's when it's really going to get there. I think it's hard for me to not think this game has weight or juice when – because like, I, I went to that Sprint Center game between them. Yeah, Just the a charity, charity game, game yeah. for nothing. It was an incredible atmosphere for a game That's... that meant nothing. And I know they hadn't played in a long time. But they haven't gone to Mizzou yeah. Arena in Cody. since all of this. Like, to me, it's like the first game in Allen and the first game at Mizzou Arena. Those two games have extra weight still. I'm not telling you that it's not going to be a great atmosphere. I'm telling you that personally... I don't feel like you don't feel a lot the of, buzz around like you and your... a lot of buzz heading into the game. Are you in a lot of like group the... chats with like some people no. you went to school with? No, because like that's what I'm trying to figure out, because that's like it, your own personal buzz typically comes from the things we're trying to decide about the show. Like, does it feel like we're talking about this game a lot or social media? A Cody, lot? I mean, look, it's Friday. It's Friday at 1018. It's the first time we've mentioned the damn game all week. Maybe we messed up. No, Maybe that, we like, should have been leading it every so day. I don't think it's just me. Like if, if it was just me, you guys would say, Gold, what are you talking about? This is everybody's talking about the game, but you, man. It's, you, there's a ton of buzz. Well, the Chiefs just Nobody, lost the Chiefs just lost to a, the Bengals, but right? But that still goes into like that, that still goes yeah, into that it, man. Bled, that bled some of the I the game sold out. Uh tickets to the cheapest I found on secondary bucks. market last night, because I did look, was like 120 bucks. It's gonna be a crazy atmosphere. Nobody's like nobody's saying that's not gonna be the truth. Uh, are the case. Um, I just don't think it's. I mean, the biggest the same game feeling in, as it was this time last year. That's all. It's like I, to me, it's one of those games, and I feel this way about college basketball a lot, or college football a lot as well. Is the anticipation won't won't build up all week, but the second that game starts Fair. tomorrow, yeah, I don't, it, It's going to yeah. be a little nerve wracking if you like if because last year we knew Mizzou was terrible and we knew Kansas was going to wash them, which right. is exactly what happened. Now it's in Mizzou Arena, the biggest game in the history of that arena, and it feels like the margin between these two teams has narrowed significantly. That's that's the because that's about that's what it's about with with rivalry games. It's the anxiety of knowing how terrible it's going to feel to lose to that team. And I really didn't care last year because I knew Kansas wasn't going to lose. Now that I think I it's probably going to watch it, we were filming our Creed is good zip lining. I missed the first half of that basketball game. By the time I was driving <laughs> home, yeah. it was, uh, the game yeah. was already over. I think this. I think. God, we were. It's going to be probably yeah. a three-point spread. Two point spread in favor of Kansas. Like if this is a good basketball game, that will be the moment where it maybe feels like the border war is back. Because it didn't feel like that last I'm year. I'm glad you keep calling it border war. We can stop with this crappy border show. It's the border war, damn it. It's you the know border I mean? war. Someone paid good money to call it the border I, I showdown. Think it's Hy-Vee. I think it's Hy-Vee who did. It used to be Dylan's. It didn't, that's well, right. Dylan's is the sunflower, sunflower showdown. showdown. Yeah, that's right. Border war. I agree. It's border war. Better name, border war or sunflower Blood showdown? Blood has been shed in this rivalry. Right. Therefore, it's the border war. I agree. <laughs> no bloodshed last night, except for your well, survivor somebody, chances. I'm sure somebody was bleeding during the football game last night. I'm sure the Raiders Well, blood was drawn in the Survivor League. Absolutely raided last night. The Raiders yet again blew a double 
double-digit lead. They were up 16-3. to three, With four minutes to play. Uh, three, uh, three and a half minutes to go <laughs> against a quarterback in Baker Mayfield who had been there for 48 hours. They told us 100 times during the broadcast in case we forgot that he had only been there for 48 hours. I literally hours. didn't turn that game on until the final three and a half minutes. I feel so good about my decision. Oh, actually, I actually thought it was entertaining. You game were doing other right. things, so... Yeah, I was. I was at uh You were recording a podcast with me. And recording a podcast. Yeah. I was here last night. But yeah, like, so the game itself, I actually thought was entertaining. The Raiders are 0-4 this season when leading by double digits at halftime. Josh McDaniels and the Raiders, that was their worst loss of the season. Not losing to Jeff Saturday. That was their worst loss of the season. They're completely done. And you're right. Survivor-wise, I'm eliminated unless the Panthers can beat the Seattle Seahawks. Kling picks Seattle. I picked the Raiders Wait, last night. Wait, did we night. get clarification on what happens if you both lose? I don't know what happens if we – are we – is just – I think tie, you both win. Or, Tied for the win. That sucks. That'd that's be the lamest way to tie for whatever. I think, I think you guys both have to run it for or continue another week. I think that's what I – That would be for. my impression, but – But then how pathetic is that, too? It's like then, – Now, you guys get a third strike? Third I want a third strike. You know what? Actually, we're all back in. Well, they both lose, Nick. We're all back in. They're the only people who get a third strike? I don't think so. So I, yeah, honestly, I don't know. I'm guessing what you said is right. We're just like, I guess we go another week. Do or, you, I don't know. Josh but McDaniels, how? they can't fire him because they, they don't have the money. They're too broke. Yes. You cannot tell me it's not coaching. They yeah. have blown, for the first time since 1930, they have blown four leads of 16 points or more in the second half of an NFL game this year. The Raiders could easily be 9-10, 11-win team. If all they did was not blow 20-point leads, not not just not blow leads, not just win some close games gold, not blow 16- to 20-point leads, to blow it to Baker Mayfield, by the way, is the most fascinating career arc ever. Baker Mayfield is absolutely his best when his career is most on life support. When it's just like, there's no way we can ever let Baker Mayfield play another snap for this team. Then he shows up and plays one miracle game. That makes no sense. He took his team on a 98-yard drive in which he was sacked, although the penalty gave him that back. That's the thing. Nearly threw a pick. Threw set, was like, it's like there was no reason for it to go that far. What a wild was, way. And also, it brings me great joy because screw the Raiders, and it's funny that they lost that way. The Raiders, so they had the, the personal foul penalty that extended. It was a sack. The clock would have ran for another 20 seconds. The Rams probably would have ran out of time. Uh, and then in the drive before, let's not forget, they were about to punt were the Raiders. And then what extended the drive? A offside penalty on a punt. I mean, just very Raider-like. And if it wasn't for my survivor pick, I would have enjoyed it even more. That's what sucks. I think the the Raiders losing in that fashion is incredible. Baker Mayfield. Doesn't that give you some peace knowing that you lost in Survivor anyway? Don't you hate the Raiders more than you like Survivor? Yeah, but I also would have liked to have not seen a team <laughs> blow a 16-3 lead. However, I will say, like, the Baker Mayfield story, good for him, but I think that's awesome. I think it's fantastic. We talked about this yesterday heading into the game, that if he performs well, he's got a chance, because I don't know about Matthew Stafford's long-term outlook, if he's going to retire or not. He's got a chance to find himself a home there. If he did that in 24 or 48 hours, imagine now he gets 11 days to, to start to know. He doesn't know the I bet you he couldn't have gone through and named everybody on the offense 
You know, no, if you were to like go I'm throwing through. to that guy. I don't um, know if they have the money to resign him, but even if it's not with the Rams, it's an audition for the other well, 31 I'm Matthew teams. Stafford. I'm, I, I wonder if Matthew Stafford's going to retire. But, is what I, uh, okay, I was about to say, financially, yeah, do they I, have the I, money I to pay him? Also, like, how much money is Baker Mayfield going to get on the open market? If, not much. You know, like, I do laugh that, like, even Baker's making fun of the Raiders. Like, he's like, I can't believe they ran single high. It's like, he doesn't even know what he's doing out there. He got there yesterday. That was yeah, insane running, running, when he said that after the game. He couldn't believe they were running press coverage with 15 seconds when you knew they were going for the end zone and that's what led to the 23 yard touchdown to, to van jefferson it, it was very raider like unbelievable and you're right they don't have the cash to fire josh mcdaniel so he's going to keep his job they had a great opportunity ahead of them the raiders did to still find a way to sneak into the playoffs again and now that is completely done we're looking we're at only the getting fi- one the, afc west team in the playoffs this year well the, the Chargers are still right there too Ooh. No, but like, they're not eliminated yet. The no, but do we the think Raiders they're getting in? Are. Right now, do you think the Chargers are getting if in? If they beat Miami, they'll end up getting in, yes. They have to win Sunday night. You think that you th- So if they don't win Sunday night, it's you over. Think then I think that. the Chargers I think so, too. Yeah. Six and seven? What if the Jets just kind of bottom out here down the stretch? Would that shock you? Would, would it shock me? No. You're right. Somebody has to get the final. Somebody has to get the final seventh wild card spot. I guess I just, the at Patriots this point. The are still technically right there with the Chargers, too. Even with a one-game lead, I still have more faith in the Chargers than I do the Jets. Yeah, the schedule, is it because of the schedule or just because of the, the char- team? The team. I mean, the Jets have Mike White at quarterback. <laughs> and the and the Chargers have Justin Herbert, who couldn't complete a comeback against the Raiders, but unlike the Jets, Baker Mayfield. The Jets have a good defense and seemingly a good coach. I have, don't know if I can say that about the Chargers. Jets have the Bills, the Lions, the Jags, the Seahawks, and the Dolphins remaining on their schedule. And it's then we not know, the easiest schedule. And then the Chargers schedule, I just mentioned the Dolphins, and they have the Titans. Then they have the Colts, Rams, and Broncos. Well, the other team you have to ask the schedule in this, too, is because the other team that's currently ahead of the Chargers is the Patriots. Mm-hmm. And they have they still have the AFC, the similar to the Jets. The AFC and they just schedule. win games they shouldn't. They have Cardinals, Raiders, Cincinnati, Miami, and Buffalo. Okay, so probably not yeah, the, Patriots. the Patriots. That's fair, Nick. You're right. The Chargers still have a pretty good chance. I would probably put them as the front runner to be the seven seed in there, which, by the way, that's not a position you want to be in. We can make fun of the Chargers, and I think it's rightfully so at times because of their failure to be consistent this year. To get to be the two seed in the NFL playoffs only to draw the Chargers but here's, here's why in still, week one uh, of the NFL playoffs, that wouldn't be fun. I still think the Chargers need a win Sunday night, guys. If they if they lose, they go to six and seven. The Jets don't only have five losses. Even if they lose this weekend the Jet, to, to the Bills, which is very possible and most they likely, probably then they still only they still would have one less loss than the Chargers. Like that's uh, this, this Sunday night is a huge swing. The Chargers can beat the Dolphins and the Jets then, lose. Then, then okay. Then, then the chart. But if they lose, they're two games back potentially still of the Jets with four to go. Feels like we have six AFC playoff spots locked. Like we're good on the other ones, right? Yeah, just the order and the seating. Yeah, mean? yeah, yeah. The rest are in. We're not even questioning whether they're getting it. They're in. It's just a matter of who ends up getting that final spot. Or really, between those three teams now. Coming up next, though, the biggest question we do have for the Chiefs taking on the Broncos Sunday afternoon. You're listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gant Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gant Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Subscribe and download all new episodes of Nick's Waving in the Week podcast, released every Thursday on the 435 Podcast Network and the Odyssey app. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Back here on Cody and Gold, Alex Gold, Cody Tap, Nick Schwert with you. Pete Sweeney, our Chiefs Insider from Arrowhead Pride, going to join us coming up in 25 minutes. We'll also, in the 11 o'clock hour, try Pilk. Pepsi and milk, it's a TikTok trend. What kind of milk do you get? Do you get 2%? Do uh, you get whole? 2%. Mommy milk? 2, 2%. <laughs> I like it when you say it last that way. Matter of fact, you, well, you you've like made it, it worse than yeah. earlier. So you like him saying it that way? No, I like it oh. less. Oh, okay. Okay, Cody, which way do you want me to say it? I'd like you to just not say it at all, if that's okay. Hmm. There are millions of people around the country who drink breast milk on a daily basis. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't have any way to yep. fact you disagree. Check that. You disagree? We'll get, we'll get. I don't know how many babies are <laughs> breastfed. I don't. I don't know the statistics on that. More than you'd think. We'll get to Nick's honorable notes, although we might revoke them now. But we, I, I think we'll get to them <laughs> uh, coming up. And, and maybe it's like a have, penalty box. He'll have some. Maybe he'll have some stats for us during Nick's honorable notes. I, I don't know. Um, if there's one thing on, on Sunday, though, as the Chiefs get set to take on the Broncos, that we do know that the Broncos do well. Their defense is legit. There's no question about that. You take a look at multiple categories. You take a look even at points given up, and find a game where they've given up more than 24 points. And you look at touchdowns given up as a unit. They are the best in football this year in terms of opposing teams getting passing touchdowns against them. You just can go across the board when it comes to uh, rushing touchdowns given up. That's actually been the one area where some teams have had a little bit of success uh, against the Denver Broncos, but not much. This is a defense that doesn't give up many points. It's their offense. That's been the story. So do we think the chiefs can still move the ball against the Broncos? I don't think you're going to get a 30 plus point performance from Kansas city, but I don't think the Broncos are holding the chiefs to the teens either. Right. I think the Denver Broncos on their offense are going to score like 10 to 14 points. And I think Kansas City is going to score probably 21 to 24 points. I think this could be a 24, 14, a 24 late, late touchdown, 24, 17 type of game. That's how I see it playing out. I think the Chiefs won't be able to just move the ball at will. There will be some frustrating possessions because they're a good defensive unit. Um, I don't think Mahomes is thrown for 350 and three touchdowns. I think it's pretty clear that Denver is the best defense in the NFL. Well, most of the, the stats Chiefs, fare that way. Yeah. The Chiefs have played other top defenses. Buffalo, Cincinnati's been a top 10 defense a majority of the year. San Francisco has been a top five defense a majority of the year. Pretty obvious, it seems to me, that the Chiefs are going to have trouble moving the ball against Denver. I know that Chiefs fans don't want to hear that because it's like, it's Denver and they're a laughing stock and it's easy to make fun of them. Denver is allowing less than one passing touchdown per game. They have not allowed a single 300-yard passer the entire year. They're letting up less than 200 yards passing on the season. They're a good run-stop team. They have been inside of six points in 80% of their games this year. I do not think it's unreasonable to say coming into this game to expect this game to be close. Now, I think Denver's got some real fatal flaws that will prevent me from ever picking them to win this game. But I don't think it's unreasonable to say expect this game to be close. Expect to be annoyed that this game is close against this Denver team. 
because I'm not confident they can move the ball against Denver. Mitch Holt has actually had a really good stat this morning on the morning show, which was the Chiefs are the number one team in the NFL in yards after catch. Probably not surprising to you because they're just good at getting players in space. Denver's off defense is number one in that. So for that being a big reason why your offense succeeds, your ability to get yards after the catch is why the Chiefs have remained the number one scoring in the offense or yeah. in the NFL up to this point. Well, Denver's nobody's better at it in the NFL than Denver. They're a bad matchup for you in that regard. I expect this game to be a rock fight. It's it's interesting uh, because we're not five weeks into the season. We're in December, so there's more than f- enough sample size, right? Yes. For what, what the Broncos have done. If you take a look, it's weird because of the way the schedule bared out, though. They've, of course, not played Mahomes yet. They're going to play him twice in the month of December. It's the first trip. The best quarterback they probably Denver. paid is Herbert. Well, that's what I was trying to go through and look. We know they just got done playing uh, Lamar for a quarter, and then he got hurt or half, whatever the injury was. So they, Tyler Huntley uh, was was the quarterback they just faced. And before that, it was Carolina. I don't remember who the hell was starting for Panthers. Was that Baker? It doesn't really Sam matter. Sam Darnold? doesn't really matter. Then it was the Raiders. Uh, so Derek Carr. Then it was Ryan Tannehill. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Herbert, Matt Ryan, Russell, uh, excuse me, uh, Derek Cargan, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. It was early San Francisco. Davis Mills okay. and, and Geno Smith. Um, so, yeah, they haven't played this great crop, but we're in December. I mean, you, you, they've you, had a whole season for some person part, to throw that whole number off. The one part, though, I do like seeing for much as we've talked about this week in particular the turnovers or lack thereof in terms of takeaways for the Chiefs defense, but also the Chiefs offense giving the ball away, what, seven straight games the Chiefs have given the ball away. That's actually not an area where you look at, you'd think they'd probably be faring in the top five, top 10 in that. They actually are. They're not terrible, but in terms of turnovers defensively, they're actually only 23rd in the NFL. They don't force a ton of turnovers. So if there's some, if there's one area where you you look at, they're great at, of, of course, shutting you down. Uh, but they're not really turning over teams. Maybe that's maybe that's something that the Chiefs c- can, can get away with for a week uh, of ending this little seven-game drought or streak of, giving the, ball of giving the ball away. The Broncos don't really turn people over, which you like hearing that. And we know what was the other thing we've talked about if you're looking at concern. Uh, protecting Patrick Mahomes, the two tackles, Andrew Wiley and Orlando Brown Jr. So how do they're the like middle-tier sacks. Yeah, they're 15th, Less than the Chiefs. they're 15th in the NFL. Yeah, right in the middle of the pack in terms of sacks. So I think there's that's why I don't think they'll, they won't be able to move the ball per se. Um, but there's going to be some drives that will be frustrating. It's not, you're, again, Mahomes is not going to go and just go up and down the field all day long and with ease and not have any problems. Realize- but to me, the Chiefs will still score 21, 24 points, and that's, that's enough against the Denver Broncos. Do you realize how hard it is to lead in as many statistical defensive categories as they do while simultaneously receiving zero help from your offense? Nobody punts the ball in offense more than the Broncos. So, like, they give the opponent the ball. Like, the, the, the Denver defense is asked to do more than any other team in the NFL in addition to that because the Broncos' offense helps them zero, Right? Sometimes it's easier to be a like it's easier to be a, a defender on the Chiefs. It's easier to play defense for Cincinnati. It's easier to play defense for Buffalo. You know why? Offense gives you this big, nice, cushy break. Offense gives you all this time. Oh, you just can sit around. Maybe only have to guard him for five or six possessions because the offense kept things going. Yeah. No, Denver's defense has to be on all the time. They single-handedly keep them in games. That's what's made the Russell Wilson season so much more embarrassing. Yeah. I- Maybe we'll all be proven wrong on on Sunday. I just I think I have a hard time moving the ball. When I see two weeks ago that they allowed the Panthers to score twenty three, though, 
is great. The defense is legit in Denver. But when when the Carolina Panthers score 23, yeah, they're not shutting down the Chiefs offense. This has a chance. If they score 30, this has a chance to be their most impressive offensive performance of the season. Jump 30 on the well, Denver? So, yes and no, because what was the big story out of this past game with what Cincinnati did to the Chiefs, other than, than, than uh, of course, force the key turnover late? They had long, drawn-out possessions. The Chiefs had so few possessions yeah. offensively in that game. That's something that Denver can't do because of how inept <laughs> That's true. their offense is. So, the Chiefs offensively should get opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to possess the football in this game because how many long Law drives of averages will tell you the like, Chiefs will score on some like, of those drives. Watch, yeah. The opening drive for the Broncos offense will probably be 12 plays now in eight minutes and a touchdown just because I just said that. But overall, that they're seems, not. They've they done that all year. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. They're be- Look, the Broncos best best game, best performance was in Germany against the Broncos, right? That was their. That against was, the box. Against. Yeah. Against, or no. Sorry, yeah. No, I said that backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Against the Seahawks. Sorry. Or I was like, who did they play in No, Germany? I'm getting confused, too. It wasn't Doesn't the CX either. The, the Broncos' best performance was against somebody in, in overseas. Okay? Wasn't the Bucks in Germany? The Bucks were in Germany. Was it yeah, London? But, was it a London game? Yeah, but the, the, the Broncos got a win overseas, and I'm drawing a blank on who the hell it was against, and it's going to drive me Jaguars. crazy. Jaguars. Thank you. It's because we haven't wasted any time watching Denver this yeah, year. Yeah, 21-17. We that, that was the best game of the season for the Broncos in London against the Jags. We debate. We were actually having a conversation pre-show about which teams have you watched the least of this year. Where do the Broncos rank on that? Say that again? Which, teams which have you NFL watched the least? teams have you watched the least oh. of this season? Yeah, so I watch. I'm sure you guys do. We do the red zone and all that kind of stuff. And then I, I watch. We, as we just talked about last night, I usually watch most pr- primetime games. I would say the Texans then, because the Texans aren't in primetime, and even red zone, they're not in the red zone very often. So it's not the Texans. Hence the name. It's not red zone channel Texans. No. I'll be honest. The Broncos are up there simply because of what you just described. They're never marching down the field. But, but I can They're remember. They're never scoring points. They, so they don't show them very often. But it's still Russell early. Wilson. So, yeah, and they had some early primetime games. They're in the bottom five for me. I honestly cannot remember watching a single pass Davis Mills has thrown this entire season. I don't think I've watched him throw a pass. The other night on Monday Night Football <laughs> was the first. He has, starter, right? He's back as a starter. Monday night, I think, was the first time I had seen a single second of a Saints game this year. Really? Other than Alvin Kamara highlights when he had three touchdowns like a month ago. But if ago. you've watched Red, like I, on Red Zone, they've been feet. I mean, I've seen it. If you've watched Red Zone, you've seen the Saints. That's usually when bit. I go and change the laundry from the washer to the dryer okay, whenever enough. they show the fair, Saints game. As Binkley pointing out, the, the Chiefs have faced, after Denver, four of the top five scoring defenses. And if they beat Denver, they will have been undefeated against those scoring defenses. So it's not like, but it's still, it is what it is. You know, like it's going to be hard to move the ball against them. Now we probably said that against San Francisco and they dropped 40. So who knows? I guess maybe I could be surprised yeah. in here. It just feels like Denver's defense hasn't really given an inch this year because at no point have they been able to. I think Denver's probably my bottom 10, Nick, but just because they're the divisional opponent and the Russell Wilson part, I think I've tuned in for that train wreck a couple more times. Yeah, I don't know who the other team would be. I mean, Texans for sure. The Lions. Yeah, it's not like I've watched th- a bunch of Panthers. The Lions because of Thanksgiving and stuff. Uh, you you, feel you like watch the majority of a game, yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, I had to watch the entire game. Because you got to choose a team that the Chiefs haven't played, too. Like, that's why Denver yeah. makes the list. They haven't played them yet. So I haven't watched a full game against them. Yeah, makes sense, man. Bad football teams usually don't get a ton of spotlight. You're not, you're not just dying to watch these horrible football teams play awful. I've watched way more Falcons football than I've wanted to. 
See, I have not watched that much Falcons. I've I've managed. They were on and Saints, they were on, Saints are way at the bottom of they my were, list. Falcons were on Thursday night a couple weeks ago against Carolina. Yeah, I didn't watch. They knocked out both of them right there. I didn't watch. I didn't watch that game. We'll get to Nick's notable notes in, in just a little bit. I, th- I think on offense for Kansas City, though, whether it's this week and really more long term, uh, a player that the last couple weeks we've seen the production uh, shift downward, and I think a lot of it still has to do with him trying to get ease back in post concussion is Juju Smith-Schuster. He was averaging seven catches and 103 yards in those three games prior uh, to the the really nasty hit, of course, he took in the Jags game. And then the next week, we saw the snap count was reduced significantly. Didn't seem like he was fully involved. About a half third of what a normal Yeah, he, be, he yeah. wasn't fully involved. It would be nice to see a little uptick now, again, just kind of get back in, in the rhythm here. Because well, he was coming into, he was having his best stretch of the season. And yes. they haven't been scoring nearly as many points. Remember the stat we gave when we were talking about McColl missing? They're averaging five less points per game, almost a full touchdown less per game in the last five games versus what they've averaged on the season. So they have been worse on offense over the last month, month and a half. And I have to assume that some of that is because Juju Smith-Schuster hasn't been Juju Smith-Schuster, right? And the McCall Hardman hasn't been available to them. Like, I'm trying to decide if it's Juju trying to get back into his role after the injury or the fact that they can't stretch the field because the field stretching guys, McColl and Kadarius Tony, um, aren't in there. It might be a combination. Uh, yeah, truth be told, it probably is. I mean, we saw MVS stretch the field a little bit this past week uh, and a couple deep shots there against Cincy. But, yeah, I, it's probably a little bit of both. I think they really tried to, tried to ease him back in in that Rams game uh, with just the three catches for 38. He had a crucial third down conversion, actually, at the time in that game, uh, it felt like. And, and then this past week, yeah, three for 35, and then he took that hit, uh, which prompted him to go to the blue medical tent. Now, he did return. So, yeah, I think just try to get like get back fully in the groove of things, and it wouldn't hurt if they had another option at wide receiver as well. I think I want to see it again that. before the playoffs hit. I know we got five games yeah. to do it, but I want to see, like, Juju back in his form before, don't you? Yeah, like, so I don't we, think I'd like to up, see 35-yard games for the next five you, games and be like, well, I guess yeah. we can count on Juju in a big playoff game. Like, no, I think I'd like to see – old juju show back up here in the next month you brought up the stat from mitch uh this morning about yards after the catch i mean that that was something that juju was was getting right there was during that three game stretch a lot of it was yards after the catch so all it takes is one one game to to get back on track there then i think everybody's everybody's fine i don't know if that'll come this sunday against the denver broncos or not but there's definitely some opponents where you feel like you could you could get everybody back on track in terms of uh, maybe his production as a whole i mean look last week I think we all understand uh, Travis Kelsey. Uh, that was a game where Cincinnati uh, were, were able to shut him down for the most part. Uh, that doesn't happen very often. It will be strange to see two games in a row of Travis Kelsey not having a monster performance. We'll see if that if that ends against the Broncos or will we have to wait until they play the Texans in a, in a couple weeks. Again, it, because Patrick Sertan is so good and uh, the coverage he'll give on Juju, maybe this isn't the week to expect it. Just at some point, you want to know that they can go back to the version of the offense we saw because I think that some of this is just like they all need to be together because I do think the offense was built on the notion that is we'll throw to any of these guys. And when you have one or two less of those guys, it makes it harder to complete the version of the offense that you've envisioned this entire season. Nick's Notable Notes. All right, guys, we're going to play a little version of If Then on a Friday edition of Nick's Notable Notes. So this basically is another way of doing Monday morning headlines on Friday. You guys know how it works. I give you an if scenario. You tell me what happens after that. First up, if the Jets beat the Bills behind a strong performance from Mike White, then they're going to the playoffs. Then the Bills aren't getting the one seed. (laughs) 
I think both come into play. Uh, yes, the Jets would be sitting at eight and five, I think, with a win. And we just earlier talked about the Chargers scenario where they get the Dolphins. The Chargers could fall to six and eight, I think it is. Six so, and seven. Or six. Or wait. Yeah, maybe six uh, and eight. I think they're six and six. Okay, six and seven maybe then. Uh, so, yeah, I agree with you, Cody. Yeah, then the playoffs become real for the Jets and the Bills' number one seed goes bye-bye because they still have Cincinnati on the schedule. So you well. think it, So you guys are kind of on opposite sides. You think this would be more about the Jets, Cody? You yeah. think this would be more about the Bills, Gold? I do because I'm also thinking it from a Kansas City angle, like what it would mean for the Chiefs. I, I like to support our guy Vinny Pasquantino and think about it from a Jets lens. Wow. What a great friend you are. (laughs) Next up on If Then, if Baker Mayfield looks like a legit starting quarterback the rest of the season in L.A., then somebody will put him in a quarterback competition with their team to consider him as a starter. I think the most likely candidates would be those teams that are taking like that late first, early second round quarterback, and they're like, well, we don't want to start him right away, and they'll put him in a head-to-head competition, but I don't think he'll just be given a job. I mean, it's weird because we're coming off of what he did last night where everybody's giving him a ton of credit and he deserves it because it's 48 hours. Uh, He still has to, the rest of this regular season, uh, perform at a high level. Like you got, last night he had nothing to lose last night. Sure. Nothing to lose whatsoever. Nobody was expecting a damn thing. And if he would have looked rusty and off and miscommunicated, we'd all go, duh, the guy just got there. So that I think was beneficial to Baker. Because he just had no, he did nothing to no pressure. Now this next week or two, like I, I I'm not ready to say that that he's going to do what you're saying anyway. But if he does, yeah, he'll be a starting quarterback next year. If he if he would moves it into another you, three wins, he plays his best when his back's against the wall. Well, not like just when that. All, when everything's would shock, down, which, what would show? Well, situationally, he is in. I mean, at least from a coaching perspective, from a schematic perspective. This is the best situation he's ever been in in his NFL career. Yeah, he's got a coach that I think actually maybe believes him a little bit and in a who, weird way already after and, two days. And who you would actually trust to bring the best out of him, wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, that's, an, that's quite, the the only indi- problem is they quite the indictment on, on uh, Kevin Stefanski, but yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay, okay with indicting I thought you were a Stefanski guy. I'm also, well, I, I think he's a good, like what Stefanski does well, which so many coaches don't do well, is the late game situations. He knows the timeouts. He knows when to go for it, when not to on fourth down. Like that's the sort of stuff we criticize other coaches for. But, you know, the other 99% of coaching, I'm not quite sold on Kevin Stefanski. All right, last up, guys. If Brock Purdy takes the 49ers to the NFC championship game. Then he's Trey Lance's backup next year. Oh boy. Sure about that. Um, I sure. About you, that? I mean, did you hear the it, way that it, I said it? So <laughs> Very questioning I tone. Think, I, I still think that's the case. I think it depends on they took Trey Lance how too it high. looks. So it's not just that Brock Purdy takes him to the NFC title game. He has to be a huge reason for it. I don't think he can do what Cody and I always go back and forth about with Jimmy G. I don't think he can be, just the game manager, which, by the way, is what they're going to ask him to do. Of course. But in terms of him, to, for him to even have a chance to start next year. If he's going to usurp him. Trey Lance, yeah. yeah, he's going to have to just start throwing for 300 yards and three touchdowns a game, right? Yes. Yeah, he would, he would have to He would have to win games for them. Not, oh, he didn't make mistakes, and they just eased through it. we had it a good and, game plan, and the defense which, helped but, us out. But, again, that's all they should be asking him to do. Is yeah, what, they're a top-five scoring defense in the NFL. Just try to make sure we don't lose this thing. I don't think he can usurp Trey Lance unless he has a huge, huge outing these final five weeks. So, uh, 
I'm going to wrap up Nick's Notable Notes with somewhat breaking news. Carrington Harrison just walked into the studio. I saw he walked in. He's on camera for those of you watching the video stream. He, he clearly was bugging you. He wanted to talk about what we were just talking about with KU Mizzou. He is convinced okay. that the reason why you don't believe that there's it's, a lot of buzz there's a lot of buzz is because it's a coping mechanism because you know that Kansas might lose on no, Saturday. Tell him, let's make a bet right now and get his ass in here. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> let's go. Let's make a bet. I, I have no problem laying money on KU, KU to win tomorrow. No spreads out yet. No. So even better. Let's just make him and I. Let's make the bet. Oh, wow. So you're not even going to give him points. Well, we'll see what he wants. We'll How many points we give him? I told you I thought the line would be five, but okay, I think that's so giving. Five. But I, I think it'll be lower think, than that. I'm not giving him five points, though, uh, because give him, give I him wanted, two. He told me yesterday he thinks the line would be two. Okay. KU minus two. I'll take that against him. All right, we'll get him in here. He's about to do it. Uh, he's doing an interview. So after that, we'll get Can him in Can he just here. come in with at KU, noon? With How about KU right le- at noon? Is he talking to a KU legend? No, I believe or there are. Or another Missouri legend. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but there are. there is a film crew from the franchise in the building, okay. boys. Okay. Oh. All right. And I also. We stopped counting on our franchise appearances. We stopped counting. We were keeping track during training camp. I've got two this year. We stopped counting. I don't even know where we're well, at. I didn't count. I didn't, be didn't stop counting. Not mine. as many as Pete Sweeney. I can tell you that. Yeah. I was informed that uh, that two may become a three next week. So. Oh, yeah? Whew, you got to catch deal. up. Cody and, I had a th- Cody and I had a 3-0 lead at one point. Also, they did tell me they were aware of our ploy last year when I was Boy. doing Oh, no, they really? knew? Yeah, they knew exactly <laughs> what we were doing. They listen, man. They yeah. listen. So when we were – so if anybody didn't remember – Cody and Alex were giving me a hard time because I was the only member of the show that hadn't been featured. That's right. That's right. And so we did a bunch of <laughs> fake reads of yeah. me doing over dramatic reads, and I mentioned GEHA Field and all of them. Uh-huh. And he's like, "Yeah, we we heard." <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. I love it. Uh, we're just trying to get you on, man. Terrific. All right, coming up next, thinking of Pete Sweeney, he's going to join us, our Chiefs insider. We'll get his thoughts on that Broncos defense and what kind of game he sees the Chiefs playing in. To the end zone. Cody and Gold brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss the Chiefs Red Half Hour every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.